Hey friends, we've got something really exciting to share with you. Tomorrow night, Tuesday, February 27th at 8 p.m. Eastern, the three of us will be streaming with the one and only DM Jeremy from Old Men Rolling Dice on his one-shot series called TPK Me Daddy. Super cool guy. He plays as an adversarial DM, doesn't pull any punches, doesn't fudge his dice rolls, and in fact, he does all of his dice rolls out in the open, which is pretty damn cool. We'll also be joined by a couple other wonderful humans, and we are going to have an absolute blast. This has been weeks in the making, and we're so excited that it's finally here. So please, join us tomorrow night, Tuesday, February 27th at 8 p.m. Eastern on the Old Men Rolling Dice Twitch channel, which you can find at twitch.tv slash dm underscore Jeremy. That's twitch.tv slash dm underscore J-E-R-E-M-Y. Hope to see you there. Oh, mm-hmm. triple crack. That is, yeah. that is. That's the sound of unzipped. Unity. Mm-hmm. It's a uni- Man, I got unity. Unity. <laughs> wasn't unity. I got totally lost in that intro. <laughs> and I was like waiting to catch up with somebody. <laughs> We all agree that mine was the uh, the best. Mm-hmm. Get some, sure. Get some yeah, held yeah. it down. Held yeah. it down, David. Thank you. Um, now wait just a damn minute. Ooh, what? he's got to do it. Really? He's got to do it. I really? Think, I think that's the rule. Do you have the stupid? You have it. It's over there in your corner. I have a full one over here. Still. I'll let him finish the first one. Yeah. Fuck. Let's be almost fair. Oh come on, Tennessee honey. I bet it tastes like honey. Yeah, it kind of does. It kind of does. Yeah. Yeah. On unzipped, guys. On my birthday. <laughs> it's definitely not your birthday. Fuck. Ooh, he took two he gulps. Took two. Wow. Oh, God. <laughs> I couldn't get it down. We almost killed the DM. Oh, oh no. Oh, man. Oh, shit. Rockstar. No, cider. Ah. I'm sorry. I originally just said that as a joke. No, I no, didn't no, think no, you no. I'm actually going to do it. Yeah, I took it and ran. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to let him get away with that. <laughs> D just left torture tools in my <laughs> sort Thank of campaign you, path. We got questions from D. We'll be just hearing left from him me shortly. Tra- yeah, I want to hear from D. He's going to hear from me. <laughs> D's going to hear from me. The next time someone tells me, oh, wait just a damn minute. Welcome to Unzipped. Welcome to Unzipped. Again, welcome, is, this welcome. The, is this the third Unzipped? Oh, no. I think this might be like the fourth. Uh, holy shit. Is this the third or fourth? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Tell us, pants people. Uh, <laughs> I mean, this is our third arc. Right. We know, we did, we, arc. know we did one after God's Breath. Um, we did one after Sans too. We did one after Sans Tion. You know what's crazy? Wait, we, this is the one after Sans Tion. Yeah, we're here. Uh, not Sansunko. 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 Words. I don't know if we would have done, I don't know if we would have done one after Tythos. I mean, that was the beginning of the, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, okay, it's crazy. Okay, we'll, so this, we'll say um, this: this is at least three. Yeah, yeah, at least three. And you know what's crazy? We haven't done unzip since before a rural town, before the yeah, coolest Jesus name of a character ever ever yeah. introduced, mesmerize happened. Huh, All huh, that huh. stuff. Like, it's been that long. Mm-hmm. Still terrible, David. No, it's it hasn't aged well. It's fine. No, shh, it's fine. <laughs> We're fine here. 
It's unzip. What do you guys want to talk about? Well, you know what I want to talk about. What do you want to talk about? I I am always interested, and I think probably the biggest reason that we started Unzipped was because I want to hear what you, David, changed in this arc that's different than the book. Okay, okay, okay. I'm guessing there's a lot different. Tell you what. This time. I want to make this quick. So I'm not going to talk about what I changed. I'll talk about what the book had already, right? Okay. I'll give you a brief right. outline of the book's sort of path, Sweet. and then we'll just kind of, well, at least what I remember from it. Because, like, you know, I, I it's been a while since I've read it because I changed so much. You read it, then you ripped it up and spat on it and <laughs> did your own thing. <laughs> did my own thing. Uh, just pull full paper, paper. That is not charade. fiscally responsible, David. What do you call paper? <laughs> also disrespectful to the creators. Yeah. Shout out. Paper what? When you rip paper up and you, you newspaper and you glue it and you do it. Paper mache? Mache. It was a charade. Paper mache. Thank you. <laughs> paper mache. Paper charade. Paper charade. Paper Shakira, Shakira. Um, Sansetian in the book. So the party arrives in the town of uh, Milpazul, actually. That's actually the Montanaris didn't exist. The the sort of jewel town is as well, it's it's sort of like off a lot of these worlds in the in the book have like the the, the jewel will land kind of in some far off sort of place and then you'll kind of walk to somewhere and it's like I mean Why? if this goes to a hub right. there's gotta be a town around it right because yeah. that's how society is built right so it just kind of would so, so basically you'd be pretty close to the town of Milpazul you'd sort of wander you'd find that and actually when you went to the town you'd see bounty hunters were actually attacking the uh, the town trying to get into the local pub um, into the Pukiria. Uh but not for Arhalon they're huh. actually going for Paloma the leader of the revolution who's hiding out in the borderlands. Arhalon's not in the book. Arhalon's not in the book. Um, <laughs> so they, they basically talking to them. You find out about the, that, that Sarah knows a thing. You find out that there's a, uh, a demon that attacked this group and gave them all, made them all sick. Um, not the bounty hunters, but the revolutionaries hiding in town. And they sort of point you in the direction of the town of Hollow nearby. And when you go to Hollow, you go into the mine. Uh, outside the mine, the mine's owner is a man named it's Mindel Prado. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's a pretty high important official and he's got like his people there and he's like doing some weird shady stuff in the mine. You talk to him, you might realize he's shady, but if the party goes into the mine, suddenly uh, some explosives happen and you're trapped inside uh, because Itzman's trying to sort of bury what you guys with whatever you might find inside. Oh my God. So the party moves down and they discover that there's all this sort of occult lab stuff in the mine. There actually are fossils in the mine too, not the ones I use because they're very much fancy pants uh, TM, 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 I don't know. Uh, original. Uh, there's a weird sort of larger plot happening, but um, basically they come to life and they're just a big dinosaur fossil. Anyway, uh, after you kind of go through the mine, you find there's a secret tunnel under the mine and you realize like, hey, there's you know some sort of creature flying around. Some person was transformed into a monster Flying here. around in a mine? No, no, outside the mine. Oh. Keep up, Steven. B- you take bats, a tunnel. Bats. Here's why. You take bats. a tunnel and you come out in Sanzatian City during the night of the remember. What? Yeah, so you so pop out in, in the town. Del Prado is an idiot in the book because he tried to collapse the mine well, and just, we walked out? He didn't know about <laughs> the tu- tunnel. Oh, okay. I guess. I don't remember. Anyway, there's a tunnel. He probably thought the, guys, the, the dinosaur skull was going to kill you. So you go into the town. You find out that, you know, about Serapio. You find out uh, the, his mother, Rosa. Uh, Rosa's actually alive. Um, and she hires you essentially to like save him. Serapio is not some crime lord; he's just some guy. Uh, he's not connected to the cult because the cult's fancy pants. But there is he. His his birth father was actually a worshiper of the demon Pazuzu, which is why he became like a bird, like owl. Hmm. Um, hmm. So you basically you go, you chase him into Marfil, the Marfil Ironworks sort of district, into one of the sort of metalwork chambers. You have this big final fight. You might kill him. You might save him. End of the arc. 
Um, so basically, the arc utilizes a lot of the main beats we've had. The bounty hunters in Milpazul, the battle mm -hmm. in the Mine of Hollow, the battle with uh, uh, Serapio and, and the Tlacatacolo, which I'll never say right, uh, in the city itself. But And then I remember, all this stuff is there. It's just one straight path rather than kind of this big mismatch of wild shenanigans. Um, probably would have taken five episodes okay. <laughs> if we followed the book. Maybe maybe a little more. Instead, it took, what was that, 20 a lot, uh, at a least. lot. We we might have hit thirty. Yeah, yeah. We might have hit thirty. Yeah. Um. So we added a lot to this one, but I think it was. I I mean I I I loved this arc. I mean it just it was the closest we've gotten to this major major sort of story arc for this campaign. It felt so in, ingrained in everything that's going on, and it changed everything. This I never saw it was coming. Huge. This was epic. Yeah. It was epic. It was, yeah. yeah. I wanted something different every arc. So the first arc was kind of fun. It was games. Well, I don't count Tythos. That was back in the it old days. It was an days. introduction, maybe. Introduction. Yeah. Uh, but Sasanka <laughs> was more fun in games. It was kind of like a sort of whimsical, magical, uh, with sort of, sort of a darker mystery yeah, behind it. Yeah, fun games mm -hmm. and murder. Murder. Yeah. Uh, there's always murder. There's never going to be a darker edge, <laughs> ever. It's me. Um, then we had God's Breath, just sheer, pure kind of horror. Supernatural horror, which I loved. Uh, and then we go to Santa Chan, which is a sort of grand, epic culmination of multiple sort of viewpoints and storylines, a very different kind of feel. And, little spoiler alert for everybody else, um, the next world arc we're doing is once again going to be an entire sort of genre change because we're doing an Agatha Christie style whodunit murder mystery Ooh. arc. <laughs> and I am so excited because that is my jam. We need a boing, 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 boing button. Yeah. Overload that mic. <laughs> Give Jeremy a heart attack. <laughs> anyway, that's my rant. Well, if your ears didn't glaze over with that, <laughs> with that explanation, and if you're still with us, um, next thing I want to touch on real fast is at the beginning of last week's episode, our intro, we mentioned some stuff about Reckless. Oh, yeah. And I wanted to take a minute to slow down and really sort of mention that and fill the pants people in. Yes. So the three of us, if you haven't heard somehow, we talk about it a lot, all work at the same place, a brew pub here in northern New Hampshire called Reckless Brewing Co. Shout out. Um, yeah, yeah. They're our first like real legit human podcast sponsor. So damn cool. It's wild. Yeah. It's so wild. Um, Ian and Marlena who own Reckless, who we all work for, are coolest, super supportive. Coolest people. Very, very cool people. They said, hey, you know, we wanna we like what you're doing. We want to find a way to support you. So the way that we're doing that is where the three of us are hosting um basically a board game night. Um kind of whatever. Tabletop. Yeah, tabletop yeah. game night. Um, so we're doing that. David's gonna, at least for now, you know, run a and d, d campaign there, some one shots and burnout. stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, save it for Thursdays. <laughs> um, I won't be, neither Jeremy I or I don't think we'll be running anything, but we will be there. Nope. You'll get that. Gaming, hanging out, drinking, mm -hmm. schmoozing. Yeah. Um, so smooching. Smooching. Jeremy yep. and I will be smooching <laughs> in mm -hmm. the back. Yep. High five. Uh-huh. Nice. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, so so I realized that it's kind of a tease for uh, a lot of our audience who doesn't live uh, driving distance, let's say. <laughs> um, but but there are a lot of folks who are local. I actually was very surprised. I asked Jeremy about the, yeah. the numbers one day. I just assumed that we had like maybe, you know, 10% of our audience was local. But it's 
I don't think it's, it's half, but it's no, close-ish. I'd say probably 35, 40%. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. So um, it, it's a lot more than than we think. Yeah. Which is really, really cool. So if you're part of that 35 or 40% and you like beer or you just like hanging out and playing games, um, you'll be hearing a little bit about that. Um, at least right now, it's going to be bi-weekly. Uh, and, you know, if you're anywhere in the state of New Hampshire, pretty much, you can find Reckless Beer in stores. I really like it. I make a lot of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you can also visit RecklessBrewing.com. That's R-E-K-L-I-S Brewing.com. And you can learn all sorts of stuff about Reckless. Even if you're not in the area, it's kind of cool to check out. Yeah, it's a so, cool place. Yep. Cool place to eat. Honestly, cool place to work. Um, yep, absolutely. I love it. So, so yeah. Monday, February 26th at Reckless in Bethlehem, New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. Which I think Come is on by. release day for the It's for release Unzipped. day for this episode. Yeah, yeah. for Unzipped. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So if you're hearing so this. today. If you're hearing the sound of my voice. <laughs> Get in the car. <laughs> drive to Reckless right now. <laughs> Get a seat. Uh, one more quick little thing. Uh, we haven't really ironed everything out yet. But uh, one of our one of our friends we met on Discord, uh, listener Danny Pirate. Um, Danny Danny not only paints minis, he also prints minis. So we're working on a little something for the pants people. Stay tuned. I don't want to put too much pressure on Danny or anything, but stay tuned. Hopefully, you'll hear about that soon. Fun stuff. Fun yeah, stuff. no, that's that's very exciting. It's I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> So, without further ado... Without further ado, sir. We did something a little fun for this Unzipped episode. I reached out to those who did submit questions, and I gave them the option. I said, if you would like to record a voice memo that we can play on the show, instead of us reading your questions, then that's totally an option. So... Hell yeah. We got a bunch. Nice. That's awesome. We got a bunch. Let's start with our friend, Jeannie. Yes! Hi, it's the Windy Luminary, and I have three questions for you guys. Number one, do Steven and Jeremy think about the next episode and what they're going to do, or do they just head in and play blind? All right, so I'm going to pause at number one so that we can answer that. I'm going to say sometimes, but mostly no. Yeah, if we're in the heat... I, I think primarily in the heat of combat, mm-hmm. we will discuss strategy and what we have and what we what we think should happen. Sure, yeah, exactly. If we pause the episode before finishing, yeah, combat. I mean, come on. At that point, we've got seven days oh, I'm, to I'm strategize like, how to exactly. That's what I that's what I interpreted it as. Mm-hmm. Or, well, I mean, I think it even goes to to RP stuff. You know, like if you're listening to this, I'm assuming you just listened to the last episode uh, last week. I didn't really have much of an idea no. as to what Zebulon was going to say. Yeah. I knew the broad strokes. I knew like he was going to um, talk about Tythos and that sort of stuff. But yeah, I put you guys in the fire in the moment. I had you. I had a. I had a time limit basically set in this music track and like and what I was saying. And you guys had to like in it just 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 come up with stuff on the fly. It was it was awesome. Yeah, it was amazing. And you know what? I didn't do it before because I didn't want to spoil the mood. <laughs> Take nice. a button each of you. All nice. right, all right, all right. I'd argue I get three buttons, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> we'll talk about your other buttons later. Thank you. <laughs> hey, friends. 
Spoiler alert, we never got around to talking about my other buttons, so I'm putting this in here to remind ourselves and to have you guys put the pressure on David to give me my other buttons at the start of the next episode. Um, geez, yeah. A, a, a lot of times what will happen is during the week, especially if David and I find time to go on a, a, a long walk or a hike, we will often talk, you know, a little bit of shop. I mean, how can we not? You know, it's, it's such a big part of our life. Um, but I really try to keep some, I try to keep it spontaneous. I don't want to plan everything out. Uh, I mean, otherwise this would be a totally different show. Yeah. All right. Let's hear what Jeannie has for part two. Number two, has David used any of his buttons as a DM? We don't actually give David DM buttons. I, I nope. had, no, you did once. Well, yeah, oh, I think yeah, it was yeah, yeah, once yeah. in the mesmerized fight and I almost party wiped you. So <laughs> I'm fairly certain I will never get a button again. No. I don't know why you, you jokingly no. gave me a button and I took that for serious and I was waiting for the time and yeah, yeah, I will never get that, that glorious feeling again. Yeah, I think David has sort of unlimited buttons in the sense that he is our puppet master who pulls the strings. <laughs> Never get advantage, though. No buttons for you. You jerks. Nope. Could you imagine? You get advantage when you earn advantage. Could you imagine what? What? Oh, yeah. Could you imagine if I, uh, if if I, you were over there doing some cool moment and I was like, two buttons for disadvantage, fucker. Like, this is the worst feeling. I'd be the the biggest jerk. You find plenty of other ways to derail us. (laughs) So, uh, we, we nerf David's play a little bit. We don't give him buttons. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. That's fine. I mean, that's not to say that down the road, he could just do something really, really fucking cool. <laughs> but that's rare. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got one more from Jeannie. Love see you, David. Get, see if we get those buttons later on. Just talked about Jeremy. <laughs> and number three, brief or boxers, boys? A thousand percent. Boxers, a million well, I mean, percent like, boxers. I mean, like, like sport. You know, like I think boxer briefs. Is that what they're called? That, yeah. All right. I need boxers that have a crotch pocket. Boxer you know briefs. I mean? Yeah. What? Is yeah. That boxer briefs. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. what I wear. Yeah, as long as I got a little, uh-huh. little space. You know? Yeah. I think yeah. like I think like the like wavy sort of loose boxers I don't like are those. like those are of of olden times. Yeah, and those yeah. those like bunch up in your jeans. Does anybody like, wear those uh, anymore? I think so. Right in. What? <laughs> right, right, right in. Tell us about your underwear. I guess. I don't know. Pictures. No. Whoa, 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 Pictures. Whoa, whoa. No. Get him out of here. No. Before and after. Before they're always, on. After they're on. I quit. I, I quit. <laughs> Too far. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I do like the. I don't want to say. I mean, I guess they're sort of spandexy. Yeah. You know, the poly sort of stuff. Yeah, nice and tight around the legs and the waist, mm-hmm. but. Little pouch, little pouch. Gotta so have the pouch. Just, just a little movement. Anyway, there's a lot of yep. pouch talk here, so let's move on. <laughs> fancy pants, a fancy boxers, Jeannie. <laughs> oh, merch idea, right? <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Right, we'll come back to that one. And on the back of them, it says, "I crit my pants." Oh, hey, that's <laughs> actually that's not too bad. That's not a bad it's idea. It's a brown stain, but it's a D20 kind of shape. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> this is good. Write this down. All right, I've got a couple things to read, and I will start by reading David's wife's Gabby's. David's wife's yes. yep. Gabby's you got questions. It. How yeah. many beers have you had tonight? Um, this <laughs> is just number two and a half. Okay. 
Okay. Gabby's actually just going to say in studio tonight, kind of hanging out, yes. listening in, just, just, just telling us she brought us beers. So. Yes. Hi, Much Gabby. appreciated, Gabby. Hello. Hi, Gabby. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for submitting questions. The first question in Gabby's list do Gabby's is, voice. I don't know how to do that. Do it. Is addressed to me. Uh, Steven, since you have the most contact with him, when will we see Emin Rath again? You didn't say it right. Emin Rath Thank you. again. There you go. <laughs> uh, I wish we could have Emin Rath more. Um, there is, we have every intention of having Emin Rath on. He has even reached out and asked about it before. We had a sort of time set up around Halloween. We were going to do something, but schedules kind of fell apart. So Stomp lives somewhere around an hour away and Bink lives more like two and a half or three hours away. So as much as we want to do that more frequently, it's tough to kind of manage all of our schedules. We want them both back. We're going to get them both back. It's just a matter of when we can work it out. Yeah. Here's a little little tease to sort of commit to this. Uh, Emin Rath is actually backstory connected to our newest Portal Luminary PC. Mm, That's right. How can this be? David clued me in on that. We'll find out eventually. Yeah, so unfortunately, we we didn't get Stomp on for the Sansetian arc, which we, all of us, regret. But soon. Hopefully soon. Very much looking forward to that next one. Mm -hmm. Very much so. Yeah. Jeremy's question. Oh, God. Oh, does Jules want kids? Or if he doesn't anymore, no. was there a point in his past when he did? No. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> the sheer sweaty fear. You could tell it's like, Jeremy, and I took that personally, you know, like, like Wolf. Like. Yeah, no, the, the cherry delights fill, fill a broad spectrum of voids. Mm-hmm. And the kids portion of that is, is, is one of them. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I think they're more than enough. Oh, yeah. Jules Absolutely. can't even keep them all in one place. I mean, they're they're yeah, they're all over the world. <laughs> they're friends, they're confidants, they're they're peers and equals, and they're his kids, mm-hmm. all rolled into one. So he's got them already. David's question, Uh-oh. and uh, this is topical. All right, David, what's worse, coffee or that bourbon? <laughs> <laughs> Straight answer: coffee sucks. That bourbon's bad, but coffee. Wow. Interesting. Awful. I forget every time just how horrible it is. Like bourbon, I mean, that hits and I'm like, this is terrible. And there's no universe where I'm ever going to like it. But like coffee is so innately repulsive. It like drives my soul further from God every time I take a sip of it. I'm so sorry, David. Yeah. (laughs) I'm so sorry. So that's where I'm at. Wow. Uh, Let's see. Oh, okay. Okay. I got a three-parter. Oh. I think Gabby had one more, right? Um, For all of us? Oh, yes, you're right. Oh, my God. Yeah, 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 yeah. Steven. I, I skipped to the next um, I skipped to the next text where Gabby said that she gave you permission to read the question in an impression of Gabby. See? Do it. This last no, one, no, you no. have to. You have to. No, no, no. See? I gave David permission. Give me the phone. All right. You have permission to read in Gabby's voice. Do that. The, the David cleans up cat puke voice. Hang on. Oh, God. What? This is a question for all of you. <laughs> What's your weird or quirky ritual or thing that helps you fall asleep? <laughs> right, so that's what she sounds like. 
With, I, I, I will say, <laughs> with written, <laughs> written permission. Written yeah. permission. That was fully oh, allowed. Written permission. I can't get any trouble. Wow. Foolish. <laughs> she punched me. Foolish. <laughs> I had permission. <laughs> this is documented evidence. David, you should know this. It's, it's a no-win situation. Damn it. That's true. That's true. All right, who's got, who, who do you think has the weirdest? Me. Me. Really? I'll go last. We're having a weird off. No, 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 no. I think weird should go first. Oh, yeah, no, weird could go last. I'll go weird first. I, well, I'm Jeremy can go I'm weird last, and you're the normal sandwich in the middle. You're the normal bologna. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> normal bologna feels like that could be your, like, nickname. Wow. Rude. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I'm going to come in tomorrow morning and greet you that way. <laughs> Change your name and just go to normal baloney. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> right in. Um, okay. It's weird. So when I fall asleep, I like to think of myself as a fantasy character, maybe someone I'm playing in the game, maybe just someone to make it up on the fly, dying. I like to die myself to sleep. Um, but like in a cool way. Like I think of you know, like Goku in Dragon Ball. He's like, he's like half dead and they're like, get in the chamber of healing yourself so you can go into the fight. And so you're kind of like in that state of this peaceful recuperation. Like I must sleep so I can get strong again, so I can stop being dying. There's like, there's like a rebirth into the death that makes sleep more serene. I, I don't know. That's my, that's, that's my answer. Okay. David wins. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm speechless. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Yeah. That's oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. That's pretty weird. Damn it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I knew you had a really, uh, you know, interesting mind. That one's... Dude, we haven't gotten into my, like, recurring, like, horrible, horrible nightmares yet. Huh. Someday I'll fill you in, but, like, honestly, like, uh, phew, we, need to, we, need to, we need to, like, drop a, 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 a content warning for that one, so. Huh. Well, are you happy, Gabby? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, uh, no, Baloney Rodriguez. Uh, Jesus, I, I just browse Reddit. Like, fuck, that's so boring. Yeah, it puts me to sleep. I don't know. Um, that's fair. R slash there was an attempt. It's hilarious. Ooh, that's, that's a good one. That's, yeah, that's pretty a, funny. That's a, that's a great one. one. That's a funny yeah. one. Yeah. So that's what I do until I fall asleep. Well, I like to do that before I die. Oh my god. <laughs> I spent too much time on sad cringe. Ooh, yeah, yeah. It hurts so good and yeah. bad. No, it just hurts bad, but in a good that, way. That, that anyway. and cringe TikToks. Ooh, ouch. Yeah. Ooh, ah. All, all the NPCs. Ugh, my bones. All right, let's let's um let's do a thing. Wait, Jeremy's where time. we hold on. Well, no, no, no. I'm not. Fine. I'm not wrapping up the whole thing. But I'm all saying, right. let's take all of our fun Reddit recommendations and yeah. put them on the Discord. Okay. Ooh, right. That's hear good. that? That's good. Ooh. Pants people, if you're listening, you're not on the Discord yet. You're gonna get some good stuff if you go on the Discord. We yeah. have fun there. We have fun there. Why'd you say it like that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jeremy. Send us off to our sweet dreams. Yeah, it's not nearly as weird. All right. <laughs> no, I'm I'm an ASMR guy. Oh, yeah, That's yeah, right. Yeah, we yeah, briefly yeah. talked right. about this. We yeah. briefly talked about this. Yeah, I, I, but I don't I, get I, it. I don't get it. I can't I can't watch a lot of it. It's 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 a very specific type. Like I watch two people on YouTube and that's okay. it. Like it's very, very specific. Like I don't like the the food chewing shit. I just feel like I ASMR like, would creep me out. Like yeah, it yeah. creeps me out. The the ones that I do are not excessive. Okay. Like it's not overbearing. It's just I don't know. It's tough to explain. Okay. If you had to but, record an ASMR video, what would it be of? Just do it right now well, into the no, mic. Yeah. Absolutely not. <laughs> no. 
Well, for instance, like one of my favorite guys that I watch does a lot of uh, like retro video store role play videos where he goes through and talks about, you know, videos that you're looking to rent and stuff and all that kind of, I don't know. It's, 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 huh. yeah. Wow. You're looking at me and making me feel like it's actually weirder than David's. No, <laughs> it's weirder than mine. It's weirder than mine. It's very hard for me to relate to that. Yeah. I mean, I, I've, I've experienced it since I was a kid. I remember sitting in class falling asleep to like the sound of the you know the marker on the whiteboard or hmm. you know the stamp in the library where they stamp the date and stuff weird stuff like <laughs> the fucking just put, me, put me to sleep man yeah it's wild it's so weird but until modern times i had no idea what the fuck it was i didn't even know that anybody else experienced it didn't that. have a term yeah, yeah exactly huh. or you didn't know the term at least right so in classic uh, Gabby final question fashion. There goes half the uh, <laughs> half the unzips time allotment. <laughs> <laughs> well, in that case, whoa, let's move on to the one, the only, yes, captain. Oh Wait, yeah, the captain. Yeah, no we got, way. We got, we got three from the captain with audio. Oh man. Oh yeah. Let's go. What an honor. All right, fantasy pants, folks. To Mister Rodriguez, what is up? with all of the Looney Tunes Acme Incorporated horseradish. I've had some magical markers and dimension mirrors before, but that the, that's definitely one on me. Anyway, I gotta move on next week. So the... That made me so happy. The Acme Incorporated horseradish that Captain is talking about? I love that, man. Is... It's, oh my gosh, Captain... Salute. Salute. Oh. oh. Is the... He's the best. Is the uh, creationist bard anvil on the pooch oh, stuff. Oh, okay. That, that we attempted, but we had to modify, right? We still it did end up pulling it off, right? On, it, it no, we didn't pull it, it off. It couldn't hold it or something like that. Yeah, you have to make it appear... At this level, it can only appear on something that can hold it. So right. like, you can't drop it off. You can, right. for instance, make it appear and then use an action to push it or something like that. Did we end up doing that or did we no, scrap the whole thing? We scrapped thing? it. We scrapped okay. it. Right. Yeah. The first time we actually canonically used creation um, was the lockpick. The lockpick, yeah. In that mm-hmm. fight. Well, quote unquote, fight. Because you skipped it. Yeah, we did. We actually, we actually succeeded. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was. So I'll say this. We, we might have missed that one, but I don't want to speak for Jeremy. But I think oh, I'm gonna, we are going to try to do some oh. crazy Acme bullshit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, I'm going to I'm going to Sorry, 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 sorry. Horseradish. Yes, thank you. I love that. I'm using that like all the time now. Horseradish? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. so good. Perfect. It's awesome. Let's get to Captain Question 2. Uh, question number 2. Are these are these players just lucky or invincible? I don't know. We're firing 32-pound guns or 32-pound hole punchers, and they still come out with the crew intact. And boy, how do you let me tell you? I don't know what's going on. It might be the holy water, but uh, now I'm having to dig into the uh, dig into the archives, and that's a very bad thing indeed. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, before I before I leave this question to you guys, um, I got a peek into sort of the archives that Captain is talking about. Oh, yeah? He is making a dice tower. Oh! A dice tower that he intends to send to David. 
and that's so cool, Captain. I was messaging him back and forth, and I I called it a Tower of Death, and he corrected me. It is not called the Tower of Death. It is called the Port of Pain. Oh the no! The Port of Pain, dude. That is oh, beautiful. No. Yeah. I'm so excited, Stephen. That's are what it is. Fuck. That's what it is. The Full Metal Die were only half the sort of algorithm, right? Like they're not rolling for me well because uh. they're not in their proper vessel yet. Well, that's the thing. But with the right vessel. That's the thing. You're this, done. This dice tower is quite beefy. Oh man. Which is needed for that behemoth metal D20. Dude. <laughs> like it's not a solid or I'm sorry, it's not a hollow D20. That thing is solid. Um he needs to get colors from you. Okay. Good. So do you want to tell him what colors you want right here, right now? Oh. Oh man. Ooh. What sounds like pain to you guys? Blue and gold, baby, blue and gold. Blue and gold are the fancy pants colors. I do like that. Gabby's pointing at a red lava lamp. That's the opposite. But <laughs> yep. you know what? <laughs> Yeah, red and silver. Red and silver. I want the opposite fantasy pants oh, colors. God. Oh my goodness. Blue and gold is your colors. Fantasy red pants and silver inverse are mine. Well, I mean, I still want blue and gold to be your colors. But... No. Okay. Pain. Anyways, <laughs> two captains. Question. Lucky. What do you think? Lucky. 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 I, I you think, roll five I, natural twenties in every combat, I, and I roll one. Yeah. Six times. I, I, I yeah. think we are insanely lucky. But I would also. My character's dead. That's what. That's where I was getting at. That's where I was going. But I would also like to point out that we have lost to Zebulon. We did. Um, that's not lucky. There have been many thirty-two pound hole punchers. I'm guessing those are cannons or missiles or something. <laughs> and one of them hit me right in the heart. I will say, I say lucky, but in all honesty, you guys are getting really good tactically. A lot of these combats, you pull off some pretty crazy stuff. And I set the CRs hard. I don't really look at CR. I just kind of decide what seems too mean and go with it. Add to it, even. <laughs> yes. I I think that there... I mean, come on. We're playing with dice. Of course, there is some level of luck. Yeah. But we've also gotten really creative at finding ways out of yeah. these... these Difficult problems that David puts us in. Out of the horse radish. Yeah, and and and, and, <laughs> and yes. I don't think that's. You, try again. All but. Right, I'll work on it. <laughs> and, I mean, we might get out of stuff, but it's not always necessarily unscathed. Right. Like you know, something happens because we did this. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it changes something else. David is really good at taking something, some creative way that we get out of a situation. And he finds a way to make an enemy for us. <laughs> <laughs> like, it started all the way back with Rune Rusan. Like, we get out of the Rune fight, and he's like, well, Rune is now your mortal enemy. <laughs> he follows you and haunts you everywhere. <laughs> um, and th- he does. Th- there are often consequences. I'm, I'm quite proud of the way that we're able to, to figure our way out of some mm-hmm. of these yeah. tight spots. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. how, many, how many times have we been down oh like almost (laughs) almost died like almost every fight the the fight with zavar was probably the easiest that we ever got off and jules almost perma died jules was it was like if if i had found that save it was death exactly yeah but the the toad pick was pretty good Mm -hmm. uh captain even seems to think that the toad pick was op he was messaging me after. He was like, I'd have given you a save or something like that. I mean, you that's, know, a that, save to escape. 
That's fair. That was pretty fucking ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and I, he had me second guessing. I was like reading up, but no, it's just, it's a tough thing to get out of. Yeah. I mean, I had a low AC bad guy. So you managed to, even with your lower to hit, got him. I mean, it just, it was a, it was a matchup thing. And even then I was still doing damage from inside. So yeah. I was still getting you. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah, it was cool. It was cool. All right. We got one more from captain. Question number three with the, uh, with the advent of Zabulon making one last mission and a Tytho's return. I could go way far back with this, but, well, I don't know. I have my speculations. We'll see if they turn out all right. But, yeah, let's let's just see what you think on this. So a lot left unsaid there. What do you guys think the captain is theorizing? I will say nothing. For I know all the answers. It, from an outsider's perspective, anything? It's too, no? it's too dangerous. It's okay, too that's dangerous. fine. I don't want to that's anything to the cracks. Um, but I have given a lot of hints of some larger, grand mysteries happening in this world, in this setting. So much, I will say, that is happening now is mired in eons of history that we have yet to touch. So I have... I have delivered my own sort of crackpot theory to you before, David, on like walks and things. You have. Maybe I'll share it now. Share it. Go nuts. My like conspiracy theory is that these worlds, all of them, I see them as like little marbles floating in the sky or beads, maybe. Ooh. And I think that they maybe combine into some sort of gemstone marble bead serpent like thing some wild theory there man yeah any crazy wild theories jeremy maybe something that maybe we can help the captain out with some of our own crackpot theories i I don't generally theorize about the grander the grander story and what's really happening i like to be surprised um i mean you both know i'm a huge theorist when it comes to like our individual situations Mm. you know I'll I'll say oh this is happening this is happening Mm. this is happening and then it's not because it's not it's just just some crazy fucking thing that I'm like oh this is possible any theories you want to share here now or are you still cooking on them I have no theories oh yeah no current I have I have no theories get to work on that no I like to be surprised and and I I feel like at least in you know to each his own Mm -hmm. for me it's you know I feel like there will be much more genuine reactions to things if I don't sit here and think about who's pulling the strings on this? Who's, you know, what is this? What is this? What is life? What is life? Ask David. He's well-practiced at the art of dying, apparently. I just, I mean, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I don't know. I like to be surprised and I, I don't think on the, I don't think on the grander scale of things too much. Well, I'll say if you guys have theories out there, um, yeah, the Discord. Yeah. yeah, I saw Stephen Holbrook. Yeah, this, this guy Discord. knows. This guy knows what I'm talking Discord about. Look at this guy over here. He knows what I'm talking about. Let me shill every once in a while. All right? Come on. <laughs> Share the shill power. Um, get on the Discord. Talk, the- talk theories. I'd love to see someone guess some stuff that's right. Um, Ooh, is that a challenge? Maybe. Maybe it's a challenge. There's a lot of stuff going on. A lot of stuff yet unsaid. But I have already told everybody quite a bit. Let me move on to some questions I have from our friend, Huli Forge. Yeah. Hey. Who, if you are on the Discord, may know him as Andrew. Andrew asks, 
What was your favorite part of the last arc, and why was it Zebulon coming back as a skeleton? <laughs> Boom, mic drop, there it is. Uh, that was good. <laughs> I was cooking that. Literally, Zebulon died. Mm. In that, I think, I think it took five minutes. I was like, guys, I need five minutes. I stepped away, and during those five minutes, you, I think you heard the moment I stepped away during the episode. <laughs> and in those five minutes, I was, I, was like, I was like, okay, what does this mean? And it hit me like, Sansetian, this arc, the night of the remembered, the closeness to death in the fugue plane, it all like, it all just like felt like a, 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 an algorithm was coming together, this equation. And it was like, I can still finish this story. We can still give Zebulon's story an end. I just need to find the right way. So like, I, I wanted the episode with that, with that scene, the fugue plane, that sort of mystery, that, that, that question, because mm. I figured when you ask a question, you know, what's happening? What does this mean? You expect an answer. And I was so excited this whole time to just reach the answer, you know, like 20 episodes later or mm -hmm. whatever. Oh, yeah, I that was one of the highlights of my gaming life. Yeah, absolutely. You got anything for that one? I don't know. You both you both are staring at me like I'm going next, so I'll go next. Yeah, you go next. <laughs> uh, I think my favorite part. Well, okay, it's not my favorite part. Like, oh yeah, I love this. <laughs> uh, but it was it was Zebulon. Um, and those two episodes for me, um, because you mean the, the death and the funeral? Yes. The yeah. death and the funeral. Um, mm. I think that was the first real time that the three of us and particularly you, Steven, mm. were very just upfront challenged to have to figure out a way through it. Totally. You know, we had a lot of discussion off mic about how do we do this? What do we do? Where do we go from here? How are we going to make this continue? Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely our, um, our biggest challenge. Yeah. And that's, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty proud of how we all handled it. Um, especially you, Steven. If well, I might uh, add, oh, you have some first? Rock, paper, scissors? Sure. Blah, one, blah, two, blah, three, blah, shoot. Blah. I still have one more thing to ha, add to me. it, so. Um, I'll say this real quick then. When I go into arcs, a lot of times I like to think of like a theme for the arc, some kind of behind the scenes, with some, some emotional kind of like connecting string for the arc, right? And like for, for instance, God's Breath, it was all about kind of moving past trauma and, and sort of not letting it split like the ties that hold you, you know? A lot of uh, uh, Oren Coley's story was about him letting this trauma of his past split him from Kiana and, and you guys helping him to face that trauma, literally face it head on and overcome it, which is what kind of like grant him the power to save his family, save his own soul, really. Um, when I got to Sansetian, I knew about the the, the, the the celebration of life. I knew I knew about the, the 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 night of the remembered, and I really wanted to make death and facing death a huge part of the arc, which is why I changed Sereno. And you don't get Sereno in the book. I didn't mention that part. You don't get that as players. It doesn't like hit you, and you're not the only time you fight huh. Serapio is in the final battle where you assumedly beat him. But I had him fight you immediately because I wanted you guys to get sick. I wanted you guys to have a time limit. And I wanted you guys to face a potential inevitable death and see how Jules and Zebulon would struggle with that. And then Zebulon actually died. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> DM like, killed a PC on purpose. Not on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> No, seriously. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Amazing, though. Amazing. Yeah, the actual death, like, it hit a, a three-parter, the final episode of three-parter, it hit so hard. But, like, for me, it was like, oh, my gosh. We're going to experience this theme in so many ways. Mm. Jules will be grieving and fighting through it. Jean's trying to trying to find a way to, like, save Jules from facing the same fate. And Zebulon has his own viewpoint of the arc where he has to accept it and mm. press into it. Yo, 
tie off all of his loose ends and gain closure on a life that is just over. Mm-hmm. And and so I think we got to have the grieving happen early. So the next time we kind of approach this this matter, the, the time we really say goodbye, it's beautiful. It's not mm-hmm. a tragedy anymore. And mm-hmm. that's what I wanted this arc to be. And it feels like it just transforms so beautifully. <laughs> it, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, J- Jeremy, you mentioned you mentioned being proud, and I want to say that I am super proud with the stuff that you did, David, with the hand that we were dealt. Yeah, you know, like you just explained it, you wrapped the whole theme up with something unexpected and tragic, like a PC death, um, and even more than that, Jeremy, I am so freaking proud with the immediate turnaround. Zebulon's death to the next episode, Jeremy comes in with raw emotional power. Sold it. I mean, that's the thing is you guys, that's right. you guys sell everything in this show. You make everything. I, I put the groundwork, but you build the most beautiful castles on top of it. You guys are amazing. Well, that, that that's where I was going to go next mm-hmm. was um, the one of the reasons why those two episodes were my favorite was particularly because that was the fastest turnaround of a song that I have done on this show. Yep. When we when we finished that episode the Zebulon died, you guys left and I was still feeling that emotion. <sighs> and I came in, picked up my guitar, and I wrote that song that night. Damn. And had it recorded for our next session for that for that episode. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just can't even I just can't even imagine I could, you know, I could never come close you know, to. The, there was no other way for me to express the the emotion and the grief that mm-hmm. we were feeling. Well, that, that night, it's a fantastic way to express the the skill and expertise that you bring to Fantasy Pants. So, thank you for that. It was, hey. a, it was a lovely, wonderful homage to my character that David brutally murdered. <laughs> yeah, we all have our talents. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's jump to a lighthearted question from Andrew. If each of the PCs and sidekicks had pets, what kind of animals would they each keep? Yeah, I know John huh. Franklin's. I know John Franklin's. And you guys let's know each it pick too. one. Interesting. Okay. John Franklin would have a beautiful white uh, horse. Okay, fair. Uh, in yep. our original GURPS campaign, the totally. character he's sort of based on that was also oh, John hold Franklin. Hold on, hold on. What was her name? What was her name? Ooh, I don't have it. Roanalda. Ah, Roanalda. Oh, Rella. yeah. That's yes. right. I have an entire short story, the backstory thing that's 15 pages, all about like his relationship with this horse. Um, the funny, the Golden Bay and the whole standard would used to be the Golden Field. It used oh, to be a wow. horse and not a fish on a, on, on a red and black, red nice. and gold sort of drop. So, yeah, it's like easy, easy answer. Maybe someday all that will surface. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I like the new Jean Franklin more. Stay tuned. What do you think, Jeremy? I love how when we get done with one person, you guys always just look over at me. Yeah. I don't want to hear you talk. <laughs> uh, for Jules, probably some type of rodent, like either a rat. I could see that. Either a rat oh, or, or I like, could totally or like see a, that. Like yeah, a, of course. Like a gerbil or a hamster. Or a pangolin. So something that can always be on his shoulder. And like he's just walking down the road and you see this thing kind of just running all over his body. Mm-hmm. And, you know. Yeah. I was like, Blanche has a bat. Well, yes. I, I was going to pick Blanche to to talk about a pet. And I'm imagining a retired Blanche. 
A retired Blanche with a sprawling sort of, I don't want to say farm, but, you know, a little estate to herself. And I could see Blanche walking around these fields with some form of cattle, a big cow, a big dumb cow that she has like (laughs) super high expectations for. (laughs) And every time this cow acts up, she's so disappointed in him. I love that so yeah. much. I cannot wait till I get to our campaign epilogue. I can see it. I can see it. Now. Yeah, with the with the split rail fence and the ocean in the background, beautiful grass fields, and she's chiding this cow for whatever reason. Yeah, I love that. Next one for me, Andrew. What are each of your weak points in D anD D, playing and podcasting, and how do you try to overcome it? I'll start. Go for um, it. Balancing encounters hmm. as a DM, uh, as you know. I'm horrible at it, but it makes it fun. <laughs> uh, as far as podcasting, this isn't going to come up yet, but it might come up eventually. I am I am so terrified of people. <laughs> Crowds. Uh, in a room on my mic, this is fine. If there are people staring at me that I didn't know, oh, it cha- it's a challenge just running games for strangers or anything like that. New games, I am breakout in sweat. I am so <laughs> nervous. I want to puke for days. So... Yeah, I don't know. Well, I think you do awesome, David. Yeah, well. Mm-hmm. God damn it, there's the stairs again. Stare at him! I, Stare I really, at him. Like, I really it, like this the, flow. The I like the flow. Around. I like the David, Jeremy, Steven, because I feel like I feel like David, when we're doing Unzipped, where I just am talking way too much. <laughs> so I want you guys to talk right. first. It's also like, here's the thing, right? If we go to Steven's second, then we're making that normal bologna sandwich again, and that's just not fun. <laughs> You gotta fry that bologna sandwich. Look, if you're gonna eat a bologna sandwich, fry it, people. Fry the bologna. That's what I'm talking about right there. (laughs) It's already bad enough. Uh, I think my weakness is mechanics. (laughs) I I grew up doing theater, doing theater, playing music, uh, and you know I'm I'm a performer, and that's what I do, and I treat this campaign. You know, I get into the character and I play with emotion rather than mechanics. Steven keeps me in check a lot of the time. <laughs> and says, wait a second, you're going to fuck us all. <laughs> with like heart and mind over here. Yeah. Which is, I think, honestly, I why Jules, you know, I'm happy with the way that Jules has turned out because he kind of embodies that. And, mm. you know, Jules is Jules and... I will do whatever I feel like he's going to do, even if that fucks us. You know, mm-hmm. I'm in it. I love it. Yeah, got to play true to the character. It's awesome. That's I mean, that's the way to play the game, though. That's it. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna take a pinch of both of yours. I think my weakness is probably the contrast to yours, Jeremy, where mm-hmm. I never did theater or <laughs> even watch the theater. Honestly, I don't even like going to the theater. <laughs> We had a Hamilton watch party. You loved it. Uh, yeah, Hamilton was cool. I've been to Book of Mormon. That was cool. Um, when the wife and I were on our honeymoon in London, we saw Anne Juliet. That was nice. fantastic because it was full of Backstreet Boys and uh, <laughs> Britney Spears and all that music that I grew up with. But um, yeah, doing voices and characters was even scary when we were doing it together as friends in, you know, our original, our GURPS campaign, you know, a handful of years ago. Sure. And it hasn't gotten easier for me. So the part that you're good at, 
Jeremy, is the part that I am, David, terrified was the word you used, <laughs> of. Dude, I mean, you wouldn't know it. That's you my, know it. That's my biggest know weakness, doing what I can to overcome it. And uh, that's my answer. That's my answer. We've got one more from Andrew. If you each could retcon anything that's happened so far, what would it be? Zebulon dying. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, you say that, you say that, no. but, but think about, uh, the, the sto- I can't the even imagine. Is, yeah. I can't yeah. even imagine where we'd be right now. Yeah. Um, does somebody actually have an answer? Because I'm drawing some blanks here. I have half an answer. Okay. Um, Shoot. I love how it worked out. It was the right time for it. It was, it, and to me at least was a really big moment. Damn, was I sad about Ramin dying? Oh, I yeah, had a yeah. whole arc for this character. I yeah. had him as he was essentially going to play a, a pseudo antagonistic role from here on in the story in a pretty cool way. And I'd, I'd set the set the, the the base for that, and they just died, just so unceremoniously died. <laughs> it was a it was a major boss fight, so it worked. Yeah, you know. But oh, what 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 could have been? I had to choose. You go first. No, you go first, sir. Please, I would like you to go first. <laughs> No, the, yeah, mine is actually, I, I guess it's not so much of a retcon, just what I would have done differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this ties into Zebulon's death. Ah. Uh, I really wish I would have killed uh, Jessinth <laughs> in the second episode. With Dresden, because Jules killed him. Huh? Jules killed him. Dresden didn't, though. Oh, no. In the, oh, I'm talking like episode before. two. Oh. I'm talking like way, way back. Way, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah, but, yeah. So that ties into Zebulon's death, but it also ties into how I play the characters mm. in that I also knew that, you know, Jules is not going to kill somebody in cold blood. Mm-hmm. It was like inevitable. You know? Jules didn't kill him in the first yeah. episodes. I, I, didn't I, kill I very him much in the... deliberated it because I didn't know Jules very well at that time. So I almost did. I almost did. And Imagine I wish I did. If you fought it out in the alley back in, in Royal Town, again, there was a chance where Dresden or Jessica could have died. Yeah. 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 So you just so ran so from that chances. one. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Yep. Um, mine is in, in the mesmerized episode at the end when Zebulon and Jules were arguing over whether to let Trace go or not. I don't regret where it ended up. The only thing I regret is a mechanics thing where Jules reached and grabbed, I think it was the key to set Trace free. And in the moment I thought, well, maybe this should be like a strength contest or something, but I just let it go. I was like, I'm just, I don't want to slow this down. But then I think like, would that have created some sort of tension that we could twist on later if the characters had that, not just philosophical dispute, but a physical one? Yeah. Man, yeah, Ooh. that's that's interesting. That's so in the interesting. in the moment, I didn't argue that one. I just I was like, let's keep this going. This is good stuff. But sometimes I wonder, what if the layers that that could have created? What undertones exactly? Yeah. yeah. So thank you, Andrew, for those. Let's see who's next. We've got some questions from our friend D. Now that I'll D. play. Hey, Daniel, Danger Rumpus. Hey, Fantasy Pants crew, this is Daniel, Danger Rumpus from the Discord. Thanks so much for taking uh, our questions and for a great podcast. I've got two sort of sets of questions for y'all. The first one is about story length and character levels. I'm wondering if y'all have an idea about how long the campaign will be. I'm not looking for any spoilers or anything like that. I'm just wondering about your creative process, Uh, specifically David's. Um, I'm wondering if you have an idea already for what the final arc will be like. Or is that still too far off to think about? Um, I'm also wondering 
uh, of how far up in character levels uh, the adventure uh, plans to go. For example, do you have a certain goal for Jeremy and Steven's characters to get to before y'all you know, wrap up the campaign. I'm aware that some of that may have to do uh, with the Radiant Citadel book itself, so this may not be, you know, the most intelligent question. I've never run uh, a campaign from a, a module before, so maybe that already answers that. He sounds so uh, nice. I <laughs> drink so much whiskey. So, <laughs> so let me feel it. <laughs> let me start real fast by saying I have no creative process. I show up and I play David's yep, game. Exactly. Exactly. Th- this one is all David. Uh, I got answers, actually. Hey. I have firm answers. I know where the final battle is likely to take place. I know the events that are surrounding it. But here's the fun part. I don't know who the main villain is. A lot of that's going to depend huh. on your actions. This can change. Weird things can change okay. in this campaign based on that. I, I think I know who you will be up against. I think I know when push comes to shove, what we're going to see. Do you have a guess, Jeremy? Main villain? No fucking clue. I mean, my guess is Atash. But he's nice. Oh, that, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Whole sky prison thing? Yeah. That's pretty good. Mm. Yeah, I have no idea. I have no idea. I know. I know. At some point, we're gonna have to go through Jules's family, and the cult, <laughs> and maybe even Zomate Shadow. But I, 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 that feels a little I more mean, immediate, with, with, though. Yeah. With, I mean, without getting into theorizing, because I don't really do that. There's something deeper. I just don't know what. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't give you a guess. Right. So I can tell you that. And I can tell you this. I believe this campaign will end at about thirteenth or fourteenth level. So we in will 10 have or 12 years? Approximately, I think we will see oh, 11 13. overall arcs and then a 12th final arc. Ooh. Um, and I believe following the next arc, you will be at 6th level because mm-hmm. I'm leveling you up. You're actually one level ahead of what the book has for each arc because there's less okay. of you than you would pick if it's normal party. Right, so we so we finish Sansetian at level 5. Yeah. We will then start and finish the next arc, your murder mystery, yeah. and then we'll be six at the end of that. So I think at that point, we'll be roughly 40 to 50% through the okay. main story of this of this campaign. And we think, I mean, I I think you went into Sansetian maybe not exactly knowing the monster it was going to turn into. Yeah. Do you think that Sansetian is probably our longest arc? I think one other arc could be as long, potentially. Okay. And that would be probably the 11th one. Okay, sure. Wow. Um, but I think everything else up to there is going to be shorter than Sansa Dion and more closely akin to uh, God's Breath of the I don't okay. know. I don't know. Things could totally change on me. So, I didn't expect Sansa Dion <laughs> to be nearly this long. So this we're not, happened to me. So we're not halfway there, but we're maybe almost halfway there. I think that's. I think we're 30% to 40% there right now. Cool. Okay. That's very right. cool. Yeah. All right. Solid. Did we, did we miss any other parts of that question? I don't think so. The level you're going to be at, how long we are through, mm-hmm. uh, the final, the, the the sort of finales kind of elements. What I do know, what I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let me play D's uh, the second part of the question. It's a good question. I like that a lot. Yeah, it was great. That was awesome. Um, my second question um, is about high level uh, fifth edition stuff. So in Rich and my uh, home, uh, Rochelle and my home game, uh, none of us has ever played or DM super high level fifth edition before. Some of our PCs are uh, at level 10 now, um, and one of our goals is for this to be one of those unicorn campaigns that makes it all the way to level 20. So uh, my questions are, what's the highest level 5th edition character y'all have ever played or DM'd, um, and do you have any advice for us? Thanks again so much for taking our questions, and I can't wait to, to hear the episode. Right back at you, D. Thank you. 
a bazillion. Yeah. 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 Seriously. Another great question. Who wants to start off? I think I know Jeremy's answer. Oh, of course you know my answer. Because <laughs> it comes from Frost Maiden. Yeah. That is uh, level six. Well, so yeah. So, so, now, well, actually, so now we're tied. With, or almost tied. With fun little tidbits that I can add to this question. With this uh, one. Huh? What? No, I meant to say that we're <laughs> tied. Level six in Frost Maiden. Level five here in Radiant Citadel. Yes. So you're almost caught up. Almost almost caught up. Uh, yeah, I was level six in Frost Maiden. Um, and that was only big. Be- Everybody else in that campaign is level seven. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. That's the, right. Yeah, the only reason that I'm level six is because, David, you had said, hey, I'm going to allow you to have a sidekick at the expense of a level. Um, so fun little inside note here for everybody. The character Miskin uh, is actually from that Frost Maiden campaign. Uh, my character was Miskin Muddlehopper there, a much more adult version. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so uh, in, the, in Radiant Citadel here, he's a much younger version. Uh, but I did, uh, I, I sacrificed a level and stayed at level six to get a sidekick, which ended up being Mulligan. It was Mulligan, yeah. <laughs> so that's a little, little fun tidbit. Uh, but one. yeah, for, for me, it's level six uh, until, you know, this campaign. Yeah. Which I will, fingers crossed, David. Quickly eclipse. Hopefully eclipse it. Yeah. Don't die. <laughs> <laughs> Don't kill me. <laughs> for me, it's a, it's a different home game that I play with David. Our... Our Ghost of Saltmarsh campaign. We have just leveled up to nine. We haven't really played level nine characters. Or well, no, we did for that final you were boss nine for fight. That fight, and you're actually ten when we pick up again. Oh, geez, yeah. Yep. Wow. Yeah. So I was playing a half caster warlock. I'm gonna switch for the second part of the campaign, and I've been asking our friend Rochelle a lot of questions because she plays cleric, so she's helping me a little bit with my. 10th level cleric. Yeah. So when we when we pick that game up, actually just in a couple of weeks we're starting back up. We took a 2 month break or so. Yeah. That will be that will be my my peak. Ghost level of Salt 10. Marsh will now become Tomb Annihilation. Yes, Very that's exciting. right. We're switching to Tomb. Yeah. Well, continuing on to Continuing tomb. on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh and actually, I can segue that into mine. Highest campaign level I've run is going to be 10. When we get to that, I have not run very many much high level stuff um most campaigns i have i start off that level one and i climb it and i haven't gone as long as i have and in, in, you know, as far as you know level goes isn't is ghosts so so i guess as far yeah. as advice find it on the discord <laughs> god dude <laughs> that, that's three plugs yeah at least three, three. it's okay. actually wild we have some some really experienced people on there yeah so if you know D's, D's on the Discord. Danger Rumpus, he knows all about it. I, I feel bad that we don't have a lot to offer D in terms of advice about high-level play. Man, I'm just figuring it out as I go. We're all in this together. Q High School Musical. <laughs> well, well, I'll say this. I'll say this. I'll say this. Because this whole list of people here... And a whole list of other people who aren't mentioned here, you know, all the people who are asking us questions and stuff like that, um, have all helped us. You know, like I just mentioned, I'm asking Rochelle for questions all the time. We have a big community on not just the Discord, but also friends that we've met on Instagram. There's a huge and welcoming community out there. And if I have a question, you know, obviously I go to David very frequently, but 
you know, I'll 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 tap some of the some of the people that we met online just from doing this to get answers too. So I don't know, maybe that's a half answer. Yeah, it's an answer. Hell yeah, thank you, D. We've got two more question askers, and let's see who comes up first in my list here. I've got some questions from Meg. Meg was actually kind enough to record a little sort of intro for us if Ooh. we wanted to use. I'll play it here for you now because it's yeah. very nice. You also might hear it in the episode. Oh, episode? I don't know. I mean, I guess we'll find out. Yeah. Hey, pants people. It's Megan from The Hungry Familiar, and you're listening to Fantasy Pants Podcast. If you like what you hear, be sure to give them a rating and leave them a review. That's awesome. Yeah. That's good. So, Thank you. So real fast before I pick up Meg's first question here, I we have too. had a, a nice little spike in ratings and reviews and it's great so thank you everybody who's taking the time to whether you're on spotify apple yep, whatever those, those are crucial mm-hmm. to our growth yeah if yep. if we're ever going to pick up more listeners if that's something that you want to see us do then that's that's the way that's the yeah, way to help absolutely and and real quick just want to shout out meg real quick because yes. meg is yeah. yes she's so cool meg, yeah. i mentioned last week the uh the zine she's putting out let me kind of look at some of the stuff from it and and you know utilize it and you're very well going to see more of that as we push forward in the story Good. Um, very cool. because her resources are really really awesome but apart from that steven also mentioned to meg that we wanted to uh play some <gasps> pathfinder yes. and meg oh, has been yeah. running us through making first level or, 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 yeah, yeah. Making characters in pathfinder 1e mm-hmm. uh we're just gonna do probably a little, little one shot to like like you know learn some combat just learn the game it's really awesome she's super knowledgeable super helpful um yeah exactly really, really cool. yeah like i said another great resource you know yeah um <laughs> yeah after the the four of us had done like a discord call and we had all talked about characters and things like that and over the course of the week, I was doing some homework. I was looking up spells and things like that. Totally erased my character sheet. No, <laughs> oh, no. Are you serious? Yeah, I, I did. And <laughs> no. I, like, I was like so nervous to message Meg and be like, so I think I messed up. And I mean, Meg was wonderful. I mean, you know, I'm sure it was a pain in the ass, but she, she got me back up and running. And hopefully I'm going to build this oracle, playing an oracle. So hopefully that'll that'll happen sooner than later. And, and on that note, actually, when we were kind of getting together talking about things, I, I mentioned uh, one of the nights we were getting together. I had a cat we've had for many years, you know, oh, 11, yeah. 12 years that yeah. we had to uh, we had to you know put to sleep this last week. Yeah. Um, which, Poor Wade. Yeah. yeah. Here's to Wade. Born to Wade. Good old Wade. Cheers, good Wade. Um, but Meg actually was doing doing some artwork and she was doing picture of a bunch of cats and she knows I have 10 cats so she asked me for pictures of all of them and I sent them to her and she actually was putting something together that's really cool but then after I mentioned Wade she asked which one was Wade and um, I told her his oh, picture and uh, no. she sent this oh, she sent this over that's wow this week? and she's actually when she sends over uh, your zine Stephen this will be uh, oh my god so it's a picture no of Wade way. it's a hand drawn Wade oh. a picture of Wade um, it's beautiful. It's wow. very meaningful. Oh, and I just had to say that's it's 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 really really sweet. Really she's, cool. She is such a sweet lady. She's taken a lot of time to mm-hmm. to help us yeah. with the ugly coyote zine and some art before that and the Pathfinder you know yeah. one or two shot that we're gonna do. So yeah. honestly, yeah, what a great person. And, yeah. and if you want to show if you want to show Meg hungry familiar some love, please go find her. You know, we link her and stuff like that. So and that picture is actually uh, Gabby's background on her phone right now. Too. That's very oh, cute. It's cool. yeah. very cute. So let's get into Meg's first question. Yeah. All right. Hey, pants people. It's Megan from The Hungry Familiar. 
and you're listening to Fantasy Pants Podcast. Great job, Steven. We already did that one. Did that one. <laughs> I would say, hmm. Hmm. Yes. Yes, but kind of uh, an iffy yes. Let me try again. Let me try again. <laughs> <laughs> if Jeremy and Steven had to switch characters for a game, who would be better at playing the other's character and why? Cutthroat, Meg. You're getting cutthroat. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's a savage one. Wow. I'll let you guys answer Do you want one. just fist fight right now, Jeremy? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I don't know if that one can be... I will answer I, the question. I don't, well, I don't know if that one can be de- determined because we just had this conversation about how the way that I play my character and the way, you know, our, with our weaknesses <laughs> and how they're polar opposites. Steven's <sighs> playing a spell... What's Spellblade? What's it, what's it called? Uh, blade, blade Singer. Song. A Blade Singer wizard? That's one of those complex characters to pull yeah. off, I will say. I mean, say. mechanically, I couldn't do it for shit. Hold on, hold on. Oh, yeah. Imagine this. But yeah. could Stephen play Jules' heart? You know what? No. No, no, no. Certainly not. Imagine Obviously Stephen not. Singing. Obviously yeah. not. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> what I'm going to say, what I'm going to say is imagine <laughs> this. Imagine Zebulon singing a Disney song. How incredible would that be? Okay. Can you sing it with a lisp? It's not about me. It's about you. We're swapping characters, <laughs> yeah, remember? Right, right. I see. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, dude. Imagine okay, Zebulon singing a Disney, Disney song. I would love that yeah. so much. All right, we got to revive Zebulon so <laughs> this can happen. Oh. Retcon everything. Need we say anything more? <laughs> this is a question for each of you. What is your favorite, I can't believe that worked moment? Miskin. Which Miskin? When we rescued Miskin. Oh, oh yes. Dude, yeah, the whole, whole thing. Sorry, I just took that over real fast. No, no, no. no that, was, that, that was good. That's it. That was good. Escaping that's the it. fight, you mean? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it almost didn't happen. Dude, I almost rolled on the floor when you were like, this is the perfect example of just like you, Jeremy, saying, I just, I'm going to play Jules no matter what, no matter if it gets us into shit. Jules, we were at the start of the trailhead and you were like, you looked at me like, I'm sorry, Steven. But I've got to go. And I was like, all right, I'll cover you, man. I'll do what I can do from the from the wings. And you got out there. You were like, shit, I don't have a plan. <laughs> I was on the floor. I literally fell down. I was laughing so hard. It was peak jewels. So oh, to pull, to so pull that one off, that was, yeah, was cool, a surprising one. It was perfect. Crispin yeah. took out care of the yeah. Puritan. Jules took care of the Etten. And you freed. It was, it was like exactly. amazing. Scott Free. I can't mm. believe that worked. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That, that, that's it. Yeah. Mine is actually in this this recent fight with Zavar. Oh. And I mentioned it earlier. You know, the captain had some some gripes, but I didn't imagine the toad was going to work that well. Oh god. Is it the toad was the entire reason? Like, I can't it went I, the way it did. Yeah, I can't even think of what that fight would have looked like oh, god. Had, had I picked any other form for Crispin. Jules would be dead. Mhm. Yeah, almost certainly. Yeah. Cuz it was within one die roll even with that, so. Yep. What do you got, David? Um, Boy, it's hard as a DM, because it's not like I'm sure. doing these like crazy. I will say this. I had no idea going into the into Hogfight if that was going to like be a disaster or work well, because there's like a bunch of weird mechanics I was just throwing at the wall. And honestly, I had such a good time with the, with those two episodes. I that loved, was fun. Loved Hogfight. Yeah, Hogfight was great. It made the Pigman such a great character to me. I, I, I kind of fell in love with the character before. Oh, I yeah. just totally ruined his life and screwed him over. <laughs> it was great that we got to have Hogfight at all. Yeah, yeah. It's just, yeah, even that. I can't believe that worked. That you guys actually went down the path to give me Hogfight. It was like, thank you. Thank you. I can introduce the character I really wanted to do. <laughs> wow. I think we're on the last question. 
Wow. Which is weird. Yeah, that's okay. Oh. Jeez. So I'm going to read this last question here from Summer. Or not read. I'm sorry. I'm going to play. Oh, yeah. Play this last Ooh, question here yeah. from Summer. Hey, guys. This is Summer, and I have a question for David. Have you made any NPCs that you really wanted to take off or plan to be a bigger deal, but the guys went a different way or they just ignored them? And before you answer, I just want to say, we're talking about how nice, you know, our, our community is here. Summer's wonderful. Yeah. You guys, Summer's wonderful. And and through other, like, Instagram stuff, she and I have connected and I've seen a lot of her, her quilting. Oh, yeah? I, guys, I can't even. It is next level stuff. Huh. Um, I'll talk to her about it if she wants to share it. I'll, I'll find a way to share it. Oh, with, cool. With folks either on the Instagram or yeah. on the Discord or something like that. Oh yeah. You just you can't believe it. Dude, that's awesome. Like think about okay, how how cool can quilting be? Summer makes it cooler. <laughs> so. Um wow, yeah. Uh I mentioned Ramin already, so I'll say two things. One, very near with a pig man. When Zebulon died, I knew I couldn't do that. So Hogfight being a thing was so exciting because I really wanted to introduce this character to the story. I thought he'd be, you know, fun. And uh, it worked out so well that, like, you guys went down the path that I could bring him back and have the night Hogfight, the reprise or whatever. Um, but the big one was Ramin. Like, I I was starting to build some, some nasty little plans with him. He was going to be kind of a pseudo-villain. Actually, in the last the episode we just recorded, the last episode of the arc, my intention was for Ramin to confront Jules. Oh. Because I mentioned this before, there was a scene where you guys were looking at Ramin and like he was talking, I think we were talking about Jules to, to, to Blanche, kind of introducing her to the, to the character. Um, and Ramin was saying how Jules is like the stalwart ally of the light and of justice. But when he said that, um, I gave you guys an insight check and you could see there was something wrong. He was kind of looking down. Yeah, um, I remember that. Came back, Ramin had seen that Jules was corrupted. That he had, oh, in some ways, uh, uh, like connected with the forces of of, of, of demons, fiends, um, and he didn't know what to think. And that when you came back in that last episode, Jules, from your adventure, he was going to beg you, beg you for any reason in the world, for him not to go to Atash right now, and tell him what you are, what you did. Whoa! And it was going to be a very scary persuasion Whoa. check on your part. I said it the episode after Ramin died. Jokingly, half jokingly, one quarter jokingly. Happy that we didn't have to deal with that difficult role play. Mm. Speaking from the guy mm. who's terrified of role play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and there's other things too beyond that. Big things that I mean, but you know, it's uh, honestly that's the game, and you gotta love that part of it. And now he did. He did. Don't have to worry about it anymore. I'm sure <laughs> nothing hard will ever happen again. No. <laughs> so, guys, I have one more anonymous question. Oh, okay. anonymous. Okay. It's anonymous. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, you know, All right. let's be careful with this one. Okay. How do you store an opened block of cheese? Come on. What an opened do? block of cheese? An opened block of cheese. I put it in a Ziploc bag. Ziploc bag. Good answer. David? It's a joke. No, I don't think so. Tupperware? Tupperware? Yeah, Tupperware? I disagree with Tupperware. Okay. I, I do saran wrap. Hmm. This wasn't a joke? This is nothing? No, this was a... This is serious. Somebody's having yeah, David, Somebody's having an issue David, with this question. Is it David. you? David. No. Th- this, this sounds like a Steven question. No, it's not. True bologna sandwich question. Mm-mm. <laughs> I, I, I am interested in the fact that all three of us had different answers. That is funny. Yeah. That not is good. planned. That is not good. planned, by the way. Yeah. That is good. 
Does, does anybody want to change their mind now that they've heard me no. say the right answer? I no. literally put it in a Ziploc bag. Dude, who but deals you got, but you got to squish the saran wrap? First. I squish the air out first, and then I zip it yeah, up. Yeah, or you could just use saran wrap. But. If you're if you're a masochist, sure, you can go through the, the, the hustle and bustle of trying to wrap anything with saran wrap without cutting your finger off and wrapping your face in it. Fine. How, David? How do you use saran wrap yeah, with your mouth? Where, why are you poking me, wife? She thinks you're dumb, Stephen, and she hates you. <laughs> And she cut your ponytail. That's what she said. With her miming. <laughs> I don't know what any of that means. <laughs> oh, holy hell, guys. So, let's see. We talked plenty about the Discord. There's so much about the Discord. We talked, about, we talked about Reckless. We answered all sorts of questions. I just want to make sure that there's nothing that we want to say, you know, that we, that we want to miss. Yeah. And I'll say, guys, if you want to hear yeah. more about the Discord... Join us on our Discord. Yeah, the Discord's great. Discord. Discord. <laughs> we'll talk yes. about Discord all the time. Discord. One one more thing that I want to mention yeah. is it's not something we talk about a lot because uh, we don't want to be as annoying about this as we are about the Discord, but <laughs> we do have a <laughs> coffee account. KO-FI.com slash fantasy pants. Fantasy pants. Fantasy pants. Fantasy pants. It's really slash fantasy pants. And it's just a little um, a little tipping site. You know, if you want to throw us a buck or two or three or whatnot, if you enjoy what we're doing, you know, we'll probably buy stickers with it and then we'll probably hand out stickers or something. I don't know. Pay for podcast hosting, the mics, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not a whole lot, but, you know, if you like what we're doing, you want to pitch in, that would be super cool. Hell yeah. Yeah. And who knows what crazy new fun, uh, you know, Things are going to jump on on the way, you know. What new? Oh, we have a lot. We, we have, have a lot, lot of stuff that we are not ready to talk about yet. So stay tuned. Follow us on social media. Join us on the Discord. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's too many. I think that's too many. <laughs> Cross the Steven, line. What rhymes with Miss Lord? Miss Lord. Don't. Hmm. Orange door hinge. Oh, nope. no, nope. I got it. Nope. Discord. Nope. All right. There you let's, go. All right. There you let's go. wrap it up. <laughs> These fine folk want to go about their day. They're sick of hearing from us. I'm at the bottom of my glass. I'm ready to go. (laughs) All right. All right. Let me send us off with this. This has been the longest arc on our show so far. Monumental. By far. Huge. Um, We told a full story in this arc, and we just came to a conclusion that I was so satisfied with, so happy. I, I, I... Dude, you did an incredible job at tying everything together. Hats off. Holy hell. We all did. It was amazing. And I just want to say, like... Santetian has ended. The sun has set on this world, on this part of our story, on some of the characters in our story. But Fantasy Pants, this group, the three of us, I mean, we're just taking off. Yeah. We're making huge yeah. steps forward, and I cannot wait for you guys to see the mountains we're going to climb in the year and years to come. Mm-hmm. So stay posted and keep being beautiful, and we'll call it there. <laughs>